Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to day eight of the social media fast series. How the heck are you? Uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having fun. It is sunny in Southern California, but we're having a hell of a winter here, man. It's been raining and cold and 40. What? 40 degrees in California? Yes, man, it has been. Um, hey, gosh, I just got to tell you, I'm jacked up. Uh, as a result of the big social media fast, and I'm fasting other things, by the way, because a lot of people you've been asking me, JR, is it only social media you're fasting? Because you sound pretty weird. Uh, I'm fasting other things. That's all there is to it. I encourage you to fast. If you don't have the spiritual practice of fasting in your life, I encourage you to do it. Uh, call me, write me, and I'll tell you more about that. Um, but hey, man, get off your damn phone today. Do it. Get off your... Well, no, I take it back. Stay on your damn phone, but instead of pressing your greasy little fingers all over the front of it, press your ear and mouth to it. <laughs> call somebody. Uh, tell somebody you want to have coffee. Tell somebody you want to hang out. My brother, who's up next here, is Mark Davidson. He is an unbelievable photographer out of Boston. He's fantastic. I've been mentoring Mark since he's been like 17, 18 years old, so it's been like a long time. <laughs> and hes I, I can't be more proud of this guy. I love him to death. I can't see doing life without him. I love his family. I love him. He loves mine. Here is a wonderful conversation between me and my dear friend, Mark Davidson. Love y'all. You're like kind of nervous for this, aren't you? No, not really. I like your list of... Yeah, but you you emailed me earlier with a list of demands. No, they weren't demands. They were just preferences. <laughs> what were they then? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's been, so I've been doing this. I've been doing this talking to somebody every day on the podcast for seven days now, like in a row. Every day. Every day, and you're the second person with demands. Well, yeah, dude, because you have no, like, nothing's off boundaries with you. <laughs> Is that a good like, thing? I tell you, well, I tell you things that I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anyone else. Why would I divulge that to the people? Why would I do that? <laughs> wouldn't that, wouldn't well, that, I don't know. wouldn't that make me the shittiest spiritual director in the world? <laughs> well, yeah, but I, you know, it's more for me, not for you. It's just like, hey, dude. We're, I, I have these things that I don't want to talk about, and if you want to be a dick, and I won't talk to you anymore, I you can bring them up, and we can talk about them, but then I just will never talk to you again about yeah. those things. <laughs> uh, have you ever been mad at me before like that? Have you ever been like, oh, I'm never talking to that guy again? Uh, no. No, I don't think I've ever. No, I don't think so. That's incredible. We've known each other. So, honestly, God, you're how old now? 33. Okay, so you're 33. I I think I've known you since you've been 17, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so like more that's almost like half my life. Yeah, can you figure that out? Is that like 20, 30? So I I'm not going to figure it out. <laughs> I know you're not. So a lo- a long time, a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so and you years than not, I think. It, so you might be the only person in my life that's never gotten mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you haven't gotten done talking to people on your podcast, so 
That's a good point. So maybe maybe you'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is an exercise over forty days to check base with the like the all the huge people in my life. You you have been a huge person in my life. So we've known each other, and like there's an like and, and we're recording just so you know. So there's. Oh, okay. Oh, that, was, that was my next question. <laughs> I, I didn't know if we actually started or. <laughs> Some people I'm just not gonna tell. Um. So so there's like um so. I mean, we could talk about your dad and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So, uh, a million years ago, I, I'm a, you know, I, it, it, Mark and I share one huge thing together. And, and this is, uh, it, it, I mean, I, I, there's a few other people that I share the same, uh, passion with, but Mark and I probably, probably the deepest out of all the people that I know because of where you came from and where I came from and then how we've kind of done the road together. But photography has always been our thing, uh, specifically still photography. Mark, well, tell, tell people about where you are and, and what you do and, and stuff like that in a, in a nutshell. Give us the quick Mark Davidson version. Yeah, sure. So I live on the North Shore of Boston, 55 minutes north, uh, and I am a wedding photographer that specializes in wedding photojournalism. So um, we originally met when I was 17, and like you said, photography kind of with your background and my interest as a, as a teenager of photography just kind of kind of connected the two of us. Yeah, and um, I mean, you know, and you're being a, you're being a bit uh, humble here because it turns out you're like one of the best wedding photographers in the country, if not the East Coast. Um, and uh, it's very it's it's very difficult to make your your living as a wedding photographer like at the at the level you're at right that's the deal, that's like a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like any other you know uh, creative industry where like you know feast or fast you know you you eat or you don't eat you know you work or you don't work. Um, so yeah, I mean it's competitive. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying is is at your level, like, you've got to be damn good or go home. That's the type, because you're, like, tell everybody where they can see your photos. What's the what's the website? It's uh, mark-davidson.com. Hyphen is, is the minus sign. Yeah, so um, when, when it, like, and I'm, and I'm being for real, like, who is that guy that we used to look at? Like, you used to look at and go, oh, this guy, he shoots great weddings, he, he finds great light. Who is that guy? Uh, who was that guy? Uh, Ben Chrisland. Yeah, so that like you're that guy. You're you're that guy now. No, no, that guy. That guy's in a league of his own. All right, well, whatever, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't. Listen, I don't, I don't prefer to think or believe like that. So I'm moving on now. Um, okay, so you're 17. I'm doing a photo shoot, uh, with a a a, a band. What what did the band call themselves? 707. Is that what the band was called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was 707 yeah. in, in Broadview Heights. Yeah, yeah, so we we wind up at this thing. I have no clue how you also got at the photo shoot, but but here's the kid I met. And I and I'll and I'll be straight straightforward. The kid I met would like was like head down looking at the floor, no social engagement, um but very willing to help. Is that a fair accurate picture of you at 17? What was going on that day that you were that you were just kind of ducked out of the social scene? Like, what was that? Were you just like terrified or what? Or you just were like whatever? Or were you just seventeen? Like, I think I was seventeen. You know, I think it's, I think it's a mix of things. You know, you're seventeen um, at the time. Um, 
you know, I was I was going to a boarding school um, that I didn't want to go to. I didn't really. I probably didn't even want to be at the photo shoot, to be honest. So I was like, <laughs> oh god, son of like, a bitch. Yeah, I got dragged there. Well, I, I should get dragged. I didn't get dragged there. I got I tagged along with my my good friend Mikey. Yeah. And because uh, because Mikey knew that that I had an interest in photography, so he was like, hey, why don't you come come check this out? Yeah. And so that sparked. Uh... What's funny about me and the guys that are around me that I have either befriended, mentored, or I spiritually direct now, I find for myself, and I don't know you can speak for, for, for you, of course, uh, I find for myself, but, but I like fell in love with you like right away. I just fell in love with, like, I, I, you didn't have to give me a lot of words or anything, but I was like, man, I can see something inside of you. Um, that I knew would that I I just knew you would end up being you know radically successful it, as a human being. I'm not talking about like a metric like oh you're the best guy photographic guy in the world, but I just I just I truly fell in love with you that day, and and so then that sparked a relationship between you and I where you would kind of hang out on all my photo shoots. Yeah, yeah, I think what we did. Uh, remember we photographed uh, we photographed that band or you photographed that band and then and then and then I tagged along because like some medical you were shooting some medical devices or something in like this weird like empty warehouse and uh, it was like some product stuff I think Rob Rob was photo like he you would give the files to Rob and he would edit them and I'd yeah. basically hang out with you and Rob yeah um, you know <clears throat> when I would come home and and you know summer vacations. Yeah. So, but that was formative, like real formative, transformative time for your life because, like, and I'll, and I'll talk about your dad. So, you, your dad's a pretty big guy, owns a big company, runs a big company, um, and uh, great guy. Like, your dad is like, as far as like top five dads in my life, like, that guy is a good guy. Um, real good guy. So, we had lunch. Me, your dad, and you, because one of the one of the formative problems back then was you didn't have a damn driver's license. So you, right. it was right. why why didn't you have the license? Was it you were seventeen and I just I want to just hang because there was no it, it's not like you were playing Fortnite and video games back then because there really wasn't that like what was the deal with not getting a driver's license? Well, I I took the driver I took driver's ed and then I took the test and um, I couldn't pass the damn test. Um, and I refuse to have someone read it to me. Um, yeah, because so that's be, because that's like a pride thing, right? You were like, nobody's reading the yeah. damn test. Yeah, I couldn't read the test. You know, and then well, and why why couldn't you read it? I think so, I, I think people so, like people like you and me want to know why you couldn't read it. Right. Okay. So so I'm dyslexic, and and I I've always had like a, a, a hard time reading, and at that time in my life reading I really struggled with so um you know they would have you know I could have put the headphones on and they they would have read the test to me but I was just stubborn and I was like I'm gonna pass this thing like everybody else does and I think when we we finally had lunch with my dad I was like 19 years old I just got out of high school and I didn't have a driver's license and they're like you you know um that that's when you started getting on me about uh, about getting a driver's license <laughs> at nineteen, which is which is probably a, a good time to get a driver's license yeah. in your life. Yeah. You know, at, at that point, you know, you, you, unless you're living in New York City, you should probably have a driver's license. Yeah, at well, 19. I can. Well, the the story was is your mom dropped you off. Like your mom dropped me off. Like we met halfway because we were going to a shoot, and your mom had to drop you off. And I can remember you get in the car, and I was like, <clears throat> I was like, well, what the what's going on here? 
Why, like, <laughs> you weren't, maybe that would have been one time you weren't too pleased with me, but, but I was like, yo, we got to fix this. We got to fix this. You got to have a license. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we, so we meet with Tony, your dad, who's just, again, an unbelievable dude, but out of the lunch comes a deal that says, Hey, if you get the license, you get, you get a new camera, right? That was the, that was the deal that was fostered or how was yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was like, Hey, I think I was starting to shoot like photograph concerts at the time. And, and like, you were like, dude, you need to get a camera. And I was like, well, I don't have any money for a camera. And then I was like, I think somehow we, uh, we got together with my dad. And, and the deal was that in order to go to these jobs, I need two things, which are very basic things, a camera and some form of transportation of getting there. And, uh, <laughs> The, the deal was that I get a license and he'll help me out with, with getting a camera. Yeah. Now, I steered you wrong with the with the camera that you got because we were just a little too ahead of the curve at that time. We should have <laughs> we waited for Canon. We should have waited for Nikon. We didn't. We were. I was into Olympus at the time because Olympus had the only one that was doing that type of thing. And you got the Olympus. You hated the Olympus. I remember it. You hated it, right? This was a horrible camera. Well, it's like, you know, it's like um, if you're playing basketball, you probably want a pair of Nikes. And I ended up with like a pair of like, what? I don't know what's not what? cool. Heads? Like Reeboks or something. Re- yeah, like I, I got Toms. I was wearing Oh, you Toms. got Toms. Yeah. Or whatever. Something that, like totally not cool. Yeah, and yeah. in the reality of it, I should have just been like, sweet, look at this camera. I, yeah. You know. Well, it was... But it, 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 it was at the time when, like, literally those 35 millimeters were just rolling over into that technology. So it wasn't, I mean, you know, again, it's like I wish I would have probably waited for Canon and Nikon, but 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 who cares? So, so anyways, you got your camera, you got your license. That was fantastic. What would you call our relationship? What what is What has been our relationship since you've been 17? What are we doing here? Oh, man, I've called you a lot of names. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, I... Probably for like I, like mentor and friend and uh, older brother. I think you play a lot. You wear a lot of different hats. Yeah, yeah. You definitely you know? like again. Like I, I can't impress upon people enough to do this with people and get together with people and just like really rattle it out because you're one of those guys that I would like in any major life movement that I have. Like I want you along with it and I want you to know it. Like it's similar to how like. Uh, when we adopted the kids, we were living in Grand Rapids and we moved to Cleveland for a year and you became formative for my kids in that year. And for me in that year, because you were over at the house every single day, um, you know, doing your thing, I'm doing my thing. We, We were doing some things together, but it became super, super formative for the both of us. So it's like, it's like, I really hope for me, it's like when I thought about talking to you on the big podcast about, about our relationship, I thought, man, I hope people have this. Like I, I hope people, yeah. I hope people are enjoying this because here's the the truth of our relationship now is maybe we'll touch base once a quarter. What would you say we do? We probably do once a quarter, right? We probably hit each other once every four or five months. Yeah, yeah, I'd say like once a quarter, and then you know on social or like a text message here and there. Yeah, you know we'll probably hit. I I think it goes in waves too. You know, what, yeah. like whatever's going on at the time. Yeah, and we tend to talk when. We know we need deep, like, kind of understanding. 
We tend to talk when we need decision making or we tend to talk when there's just confusion. And I'm not saying that's just you. I'm saying both of us kind of hammer out because you ask me, you're you you are very good at going, hey, what's going on? How are the kids doing? You know, and stuff like that. So that's great. So so I, I just I can't impress upon people to have that kind of relationship. So that turns me back to this. So you're 30 something now. Uh, how do you move in people's lives as a result of how you and I have come together and, and and held this relationship for so long. Do you move differently? Do you think differently because of it? Are you more consciously aware of like doing those kind of movements with other people or no? Yeah, I mean, I think um, one of the things is uh, is when we would um, get together, it was it was uh, you know you would have people over. We call it happy fun time. Uh, not that I go around asking my friends to come on over and we'll have happy fun time and do bonfire and, you know, break bread and all that stuff. But I, you know, I think I make a conscious effort, um, to keep that core, core group of friends tight and, you know, just be available if, if someone needs, needs an ear or some advice or so you don't, something along those lines. You don't call it happy fun time. What do you call it? Do you no, not, we, you, we don't. you don't call it we anything. Don't. It's so not. No, we don't. We don't have a name. Yeah, we don't have a name for it. Although, <laughs> although I wouldn't mind calling it happy fun. Maybe I will call it happy fun. Maybe I'll like you know tag it happy fun time. Yeah. See see the reaction. Well, I'm just saying. I, I maybe that's just because I'm not cool because I'm 52. <laughs> maybe you're cooler than me. <laughs> maybe you're like, oh, that's so stupid. Call it happy fun time. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's actually a pretty funny name. I I like it a lot. I just we just never coined it anything. You know. Yeah, because you, I can, I, I have seen pictures of you. Like, I don't know where the hell are you in your backyard with the folks drinking the beers and hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Well, hang out in the backyard. Um, couple, couple of the buddies live in in the city, so we'll we'll you know get together, break some break some bread over over uh, some restaurants or bars in in Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you love about Boston? What's your deal? You've always loved Boston. Dude, it's a great town. Boston's great been town. your thing, man. I don't know why. I, like you know, you're you're on the ocean. You can hit the mountains if you want to. Not that I go. Not that I ski or anything like that. It's just you know, you're four hours from New York City. That's it's a little big town. That's why I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother's on the Cape, and he loves it. All right, let's talk wedding photography real quick. So, if there's people yeah. out there that are getting married. Um, and well, first off, like, let's say somebody hears this podcast and they live in Washington. Are, can, will you fly there? Absolutely. Okay. So you travel. Okay. That's fantastic. What if, if there's a bride or a groom and maybe not the grooms, but maybe more for the bride. Cause who, because seriously, the bride is the, at the end of the day, right? The bride's the end, the one that's pulling the punches at the end of the day. Sure. sure. Um, what's the best advice hiring a guy like you? Well, first off. How important is it to have, and, and, and I'll be, and, and you know me, uh, you know, I mean, you know my story about my wedding and, and, and of course my photographer that was there. It's like, there's like maybe a couple photos that, that I remember uh, that were great, but it's not like wedding photography is today. Like the stuff you do, like how do you categorize that? Because you would never shoot the wedding that the guy shot my wedding. Like the wedding that was shot for, for me and I is not your wedding that you shoot. So tell people about how you shoot their day and why that's different then yeah, versus so all that it's posing. A, it's a, it's a, it's a storytelling approach. So I very, I have a, 
more of a hands-off approach to the whole day. I'm not really interfering with anything. Um, obviously, we'll take some nice family photos and some portraits and all that, but, you know, collectively the goal is to, uh, to just stay out of the way and uh, take, you know, organic, authentic images, you know, and, and when you put those together, they, they tell a story. Yeah. And, and, and how do you move about the people? Cause here's the thing about your personality. You're not, you're certainly not like me. Like when I walk into a room, everybody knows I'm there. When you walk into the room, it's a little bit lower energy, perhaps not that that's bad, obviously, yeah. but you, but you have a real yeah, stealth, I, you have a real stealth thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you can, you can go both ways. I, you know, and that's one of the things that I like about, about my style is that it, it pairs well with my personality. Um, you know, when I need to turn it on, I can, I can turn it on and, you know, direct, you know, during, you know, portraits and things like that. But, you know, most of the day I'm pretty quiet. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I'll chat guests up here and there and get to know everybody, but you know, it's, you know, again, I, I, more of a hands-off approach and just kind of, kind of taking it, um, as it comes and, and not interfering with things. Yeah. So kind of going with the moments, right? Like making sure you're there for the big moments. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is a bride looking for? So here she is. She's scrolling through. She's, she just Googled wedding photographer. What is she looking for? Like, what's the best person to get? Oh, I think it, it depends on their, their priorities. You know, some people are into like that high fashion stuff. Some people are more into like what I do and, and the, the documentary approach. So I think you, you really just have to get a, a feel for like what you like, how you want to spend your day, you know? Um, if you want to spend your day taking portraits, I'm definitely not your guy. But, you know, I, I would just say get a feel for, like, look at a lot of different styles and, and kind of get a, an idea of what you want your photos to look like before you start blasting off emails and uh, and chatting everybody up. So when you meet with you, when we, so, you know, I'm getting married. When I meet with you, what are the questions the bride's asking you? Because obviously there's got to be questions here. Oh, yeah, it's like nonstop. Um, and it's like the worst questions. Sometimes people ask the worst questions because they, they, go, they go on the knot, and like the knot gives them like the lamest questions. They're like, what, do you, what would you do if you got a flat tire out of the way of the wedding? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'd change it, call AAA. Yeah. Uh, what but, you know, they, there's some, some basic questions they ask. You know, they're like, do we, get, like, do we get the photos afterwards? Like, do you edit your photos? Like, Tell us about your style, like what's your background, that kind of stuff. So that's that's the stuff that I'm talking about um, in the meetings. But a lot of it is just getting a getting a, a, a just kind of vibe in the situation out and get them getting to know me and vice versa. I think it, it really comes down to like just getting along with your photographer um, more so than than you know because they're gonna they're gonna love their photos no matter what. I feel like because you know they they've had the professional makeup and the hair and they've hopefully like you know, feel good about themselves. So like ultimately when they get their photos back, like you have to really suck for like someone not to like their, you know, like, like their photos. So, um, <laughs> it's more of like the experience that you're, you're providing, you know? So if they, if they don't have a good experience with you, like they're going to remember that when they look at their photos. Yeah. Right. 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 No. Yeah. That's huge. Do you still love has, has wedding for like as an act of photography? Well, I would, let me ask you this. Beyond taking moment, you know, kind of storytelling photographs and grabbing great human emotion and moments, 
what other like are you taking your camera off on Sunday and blasting frames in the woods or the city or, or, or I mean are you still motivated by that art form that way yeah I think it, it depends on like I'm not uh, not really you know going to the like nature of photography or anything but like if I'm around my family I still love to to photograph my family and you know um you know snap photos of them you know candidly in the same way that I photograph a wedding um it, I definitely carry, you know, have a camera around me a lot of the time, but it's not like, you know, when it was like 15 years ago when I was like, I constantly had a camera around. So if I'm, if I'm around the right group of people, I'll, I'll bring my camera along. So that, so, okay. So I got you. So, so you have to feel, there's like a vibe you feel of the people in order for the camera to come out. Yeah. I have to like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> isn't that, um, or, isn't you, know, that funny? You, you just have to be meaningful, you yeah. know? Yeah, like that's that's just like I'm inspired by relationships and, and people, so um, that kind of goes hand in hand with my wedding work and and you know the photos that I take personally for myself. Give me an idea of the personal photographs. Like, set that scenario up. Are you with like who are you with when the camera? Because again, with you, it just because just I've known you and just given the people listening a little bit of an idea about how that passion moves through people. Like when you move to the camera, are you recognizing, oh, I really like that person or this scenario that's going on right now and I, I want to capture because I want to remember it or I just want, I want a part of me in, in this moment? Like what is that? Um, I don't think I understand your question. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I know for me when I moved to the camera, because, I mean, it's been a while, dude, since I, I mean, I sold my rig. I sold my big rig. I, I don't even have a camera anymore other than my iPhone. But when I when I do pick up my iPhone and I'm moving to a moment, I don't think it's because this is me. I don't think it's because I want to remember it. I think I want to be like even more ultra connected to it. And I know as a photographer, because there's still a piece of me that's a photographer, um, that soothes that thing in me that wants to be connected to the moment. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'll pick up the camera when I'm like, you know, when I'm around my mom or dad, like we went to New York a couple of years ago and um, I got in and had dinner with them before my brothers got into town or moved, just having dinner. And they were, um, you know, just chatting and then, you know, something funny happened and, and I snapped the photo of of the two of them while we were sitting there at the table and and you know at that time and i took the photo because i wanted to remember you know that's how my mom that's how my mom laughs but that's how my dad makes my mom laugh yeah um and so there's certain things or certain elements of people that i want to remember so that's that's why i bring the camera around when i'm with them yeah does that make sense no yeah no it absolutely does it absolutely does i i think over the course of the years that i was a photographer i think different different scenarios. I'm like you. I I get into the viewfinder because of the relationships in front of me. I don't like, I don't go, go, Hey, let's go shoot the trees. Let's go shoot architecture, (laughs) like architect photographers, like people who do architecture. I don't get, I don't understand a damn thing about how the way they think and feel. I don't even get it. Um, but, but people who move into relationship with the lens, like there's a chick out here. Her name is Genevieve and she's a commercial photographer and I'll send you her work, but I mean, dude, her, the way she places people in frame is as, is as if she's the vapored moment, like as if she's the moment, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when the hammer goes down, when the hammer goes down on the, on the, on the trigger, it's like, 
it's like she gets it. And and so then this photograph becomes way bigger than her, way bigger than the people in the frame. I mean, it, we're, I'm getting super esoteric and like crazy deep with it, but but that's what happens, I think, with some photographers. I, and I know that's true for you because I've seen, like that one portrait that you gave me, your dad sitting in the Florida house with the pool in the Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I lo- like that moment for, like that moment that you got, and it's hard to explain that photograph to people, um, that moment you got like moved me and I don't, it's not like I know your dad crazy, you know what I mean? But I know you enough to like look into that and see how you move. And that, and that, and that's what I enjoy about the art form. I just, I enjoy that. Now with that said, I do like a good picture of a house or a piece of architecture because yeah, there's something to shoot and stuff like that. Or there's something to oh, shoot, yeah. you know, like Ansel Adams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Oh, dude, I'm going to one. He's got an exhibit here in Boston. I'm going in a couple of weeks. I'm so pumped. Yeah. So like Ansel, like, yeah, black and white, like, oh, he's great in the dark room. Like I can hear that bullshit. Like when I was in photography school, it's like if I heard that one more time, I was going to kill myself. But I was always like, yeah, totally. I was always like, Ansel's the guy like pulling out the four by five camera and like setting up for 20 minutes and like waiting for this like perfect moment in time. Like there's something in him. And he was a ball buster, like a like a like he liked to party and like have people around him. And so I'm just saying, like, there's there's something in photographers that I really like about that about that moment thing. And I know you have it, and like you're you're really good at it. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Ansel Adams probably was was a human moment guy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different moment yeah. guy. A different what what sure. would what would his wedding what would his wedding uh, photographs look like? <laughs> Like, oh, God, have you, know, have you ever thought about that? Like, like, Ansel, like, <laughs> like it would, I could imagine like the bride and the groom at the reception going, Hey everybody, look, Ansel's here. Uh, he doesn't want us to move for like 20 minutes. So if we could just all <laughs> just hold your glass up, like just cheers, <laughs> just hold that arm up. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, um, that's I pretty... bet they would be freaking amazing though. Oh, I bet you they would be. I would bet you. Who is your? Do you have a? Do you have a guy that like a photographer that you go? That's the guy I want. I want to emulate, or that's the guy I want to be like. Oh yeah, um, this guy named Danny Clinch. He shoots a lot of music. Uh, just phenomenal. Just like phenomenal photographer. Um, just like known in the music industry. Like everyone in everyone in America has probably seen one of his photographs. Um, on like an album cover or a magazine cover. He's just, he's got such a great blend of like portraits and moments. Um, just absolutely inspires me. And music is your deal. Like that, you really, because you used to go to thousands of concerts and shoot and shoot the people. Yeah, for sure. And then I quickly realized that there's like no, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can make a living in it, but it's like being like an oil painter, you know, like yeah, you got to yeah. be phenomenal. You've got to be Danny Clinch. Yeah, yeah. What it, what is guy. what what is it with Danny Clinch? Like this guy just held on to shooting the concert so long, even when he was b- poor ass broke and couldn't buy a a soda, and he just held on until finally one of those images hit. Yeah, I think um, you know, I think he just developed relationships with the artist that gave him the access, and the access, you know, I mean, an interesting photo in that in that world is not from, I mean, I shouldn't say not in front, like in front of the stage, but yeah, you know, yeah. like them hanging out before they're going on or like after the show with like, you know, just hanging out with everyone partying. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's, that's the access that, that you, you gotta have. Yeah. 
All right, it's 30 minutes. I do 30 minutes and then I'm out. Uh, dude, I love you. And I just want you to know that uh, you have been such great energy and friend. Um, you love my kids. You love my wife. You, you never, you've never said, hey, what the hell are you doing with that spiritual direction stuff? What, what is your problem? You, you've, always, you've always been in. I appreciate your encouragement, your friendship. I have enjoyed so much pouring into you as you've poured into me. I can't imagine life without you. I love you so much, and uh, I look forward to our ne- <laughs> I look forward to our next uh, 150 years together or whatever it's been. So, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I love you, too, and uh, I'll talk to you next quarter. Mark Davidson, everybody, if you're looking uh, to get a wedding photographer, he's your man, and he's a traveling wedding photographer out of Boston. It's mark-davidson.com, mark-davidson.com. His work is absolutely incredible, stellar. You will want him for your wedding. So if you get, hey, and if you're a wedding coordinator out there, a wedding planner, anybody that's in that business, and you are looking for a guy to tell your clients, yo, this is your man, this is your man. Um, he his images are his images are kind of awe. Like when you look at some of his images, you go, oh my gosh. Um, and he's just a wonderful guy, man. He's uh, he's a wonderful guy. I can't imagine doing life without uh, you know without him. Like I said, hey, I'm Jr. Man, uh, Jr. M a h o n dot com, Jr. at m a h o n dot com, spiritual director, mentor. Um, that relationship that I have with Mark that you just heard about was is as a result of, of me making sure that I'm being super intentional and diving into people's lives. And uh, I'm all in on yours. So whatever's going on with you, uh, call me, write me. Uh, I'd be more than happy to start a conversation with you on how we can move you forward or get deeper understanding or just simply get you unstuck. Uh, it's day, what day is it? It's day, see, I got to flip back every time I look at these. It's horrible. Hold, please. Hold, please. Wait, I don't even know what I'm doing. You would think I'd be better prepared, but I'm not. Day eight, the close of day eight. We'll see you tomorrow on day nine. I love you.